0: Hello again, welcome to another episode of Behind the Scoreline Today's episode is going to be very interesting because I'm I'm recording it a few hours away from The start of UFC 281 And this one is going to be a banger A lot has been happening, building up to, to UFC 281 I mean, just to put everything out there so that we all know what's going on, what's happening, in case by the time you hear this, UFC 281 has passed. So I'm just going to do this quick. Isola Desanya is going to defend his middleweight title against Alex Pereira. Carla Esperaza is going to defend his throwweight championship or belt uh, versus Zhang Wei Li. And Michael Chandler will battle Dustin Poirier for what many call the number one contendership for the lightweight belt. So that's what's happening and it's taking place at the Madison Square Garden. So many has been said by so many different I don't know analysts analysts about the the, the fights, but I'll I'll discuss the fights in in the order that I've prepared First of all, Israel Adesanya and Alex Pereira I'm not going to talk about the history Who has beaten who many times and what not um, Because everyone pretty much knows <coughs> Everyone pretty much knows what happened And by the time you hear this Probably the outcome would have changed As in like maybe 3-0 to Pereira or 2-1 to Adesanya So that might have happened I think one thing that I'm going to talk about I mean one of the points I'm going to talk about is body language it's been it's been very um it's been very important to me like watching watching them during fight week and more especially on the face of that they've had i mean a lot of people know how scary pereira is 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 very intimidating and it was actually quite quite surprising to me to see that Pereira is taller than Adesanya. And it didn't look like... It didn't look like they were the same height. They're both listed as 6'4". But it didn't look that way to me. on the several um, face-offs that they had. And I tried looking at the shoes and seeing... Okay, maybe the shoes might make the difference in height. But it's just like they just went on the same eye level. And man Pereira has been learning some English and he is learning the right type of English I remember the the face of the head he was like look at me it's like wow this guy learned like he learned that one that particular um that particular sentence so that like he can use it and that was very, really, that was very really powerful for me it's like okay this is him telling this guy that okay I'm coming for you and there's nothing you can do about it I'm here You know, and it was also very interesting seeing how Pereira, during the press conference, he asked Adesanya, do you want to be here? And Adesanya didn't say yes, he wants to be here or something like that. He said, I am here. So maybe I'm one of those people who are just going to be like, okay, body language, yeah, you're reading too much into things and whatnot. But I think for me, I was like, okay, this guy's not answering the question of whether he wants to be here. It's more like it's an obligation for him to be there. You know? And I don't know what that means, but for me, generally, um maybe I this one you're playing, playing some wicked game with all of us. And he might just be because he's a master at these things. And you look at his demeanor from like from the time he was fighting Kananea and talking to Pereira, I think you're talking about Elsa and all of that, for freezing him and whatnot, defending himself and whatnot. His demeanor has completely changed from that, from that time to now, where now he's just saying, man, this guy has all the breaking rights. He thinks he's smart, He's not he's not his old like his usual trolling self. And understandably so, but the difference between that 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 previous press conference and this one, it's just immense for me. I'm like, okay, maybe they spoke with them and told him, man, just keep it down, no talk of freezing him and whatnot. Just focus on the task at hand. And it's 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 also been interesting seeing the balance between confidence and respect that he has for Pereira, and not just respect for him, but for the losses he has taken against Pereira in the past. So it's like. He he says to us he wants to go out there and make a statement. But in the same breath, he's not unnecessarily trolling or trying too hard to sell the fight. So that for me is like, okay. Um I'm I'm really interested in seeing how this one goes. But Pereira has been just stone cold and when he speaks, just says what's necessary to say, and then yeah, he's been quite precise with his words and doesn't say much obviously we all know. But yeah, um, yeah, he he's. I think he's done almost everything possible to intimidate that this like, like he, I think so. And I don't know if it has worked or not. But Israel himself, even without the Pereira antics, I think already he's nervous, and he's like like he rightly so, rightly so. He's supposed to be nervous, and he's supposed to be taking this fight as. The fight of his life Which it is Um, I remember There was a time When he was going to fight uh, Robert Whitaker For the first time And that was the fight Of his life At that moment But this one Feels bigger Um, And One can say He was even nervous In the Whitaker Like the first Whitaker Interaction But obviously then He didn't know Whitaker He was confident He could beat him So he did all that the, the, The antics That we know him for you know as provoking and getting into someone's head so after he won the title I, I think he lost that type of nervousness or maybe like projecting it out there that, like just him being nervous i think he lost it um that's not necessarily a bad thing because it helps him just be confident get in the groove execute the game plan but in moments like these you can of understand why it's necessary for a fighter to be nervous you know it's necessary for him to be nervous um I think Boatan is also nervous but you don't really get much from him so you don't even know like if you like you don't even you kind of you can't gauge just how nervous he is because with easy we can we can like compare him with previous fight weeks and Press conferences and whatnot, just to see the progression or lack of in terms of confidence and just the aura he brings to the fight. But then again, fight week and the fight night are two completely different things. So anything can happen. Anything can happen. The other thing that makes this fight um very interesting is one might say this is the defining moment for. Alex Pereira, especially in a platform as big as the UFC. It really is a defining moment, especially if he wins. Like, he's that dude. Like, he is that dude. And considering just how much easy has left the the field and like cleaned out every top five, top six, whatever you want to call it. I mean, you can argue after easy, if he beats easy. They have to get a, a rematch. Um, that's just the way things are supposed to be. And if he beats is in the rematch, then the only guy he has to beat Pereira is Robert Wedeka. And then after that he's done. Like that the the division isn't stacked. la. Nah, there's not much in the division. There's Canonia, there's Vittori, uh, there's Polar Costa. Uh, uh, you know, it's just it's it's not really much. Maybe this speaks testament to just how good Adesanya is. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. I think it it does speak to Adesanya's greatness. The fact that he has made everyone outside of Weirika seem irrelevant. It's, it's just it's insane. It's insane. And this leads me to to my final point about this match. The consequences of the of of this uh, of this fight, they they can be very dire, in my opinion. Um, not dire, but they can they can switch up a few things in the UFC because one might say, Adesanya wins convincingly, or even not convincingly, just wins and gets a win over Pereira. What happens then? Who is he gonna fight? And I think I, I, I see a situation where if he wins or loses, he goes to light heavyweight. I think <clears throat> things have gotten to a point where for him, win or lose, he has to move up to a light heavyweight. That's just how I see it. I mean, we all know about the attempt he made and it was unsuccessful, but not because he liked the skill. Let's just be honest. John was just bigger than him and just Took him down And obviously that's part of MMA So you can Why Like I can't put it as if It's a discount to Jan But It's just One tactic And One tactic that 9 out of 10 is gonna work Especially with a guy Like Adesanya Who's lengthy And Didn't really put much Put on much weight I think No I don't think he put on weight that the other time But now I think he 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 can put on weight and just stay at a weight that he wants to stay at. So that will be very interesting seeing him at two or five. I don't even think he's a b like he he has to be two or five. I think he can be like just hovering between one ninety five and two hundred. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. Because now he's in one eighty five and he's hitting it on the dot. So just put on 10 pounds or 5 pounds no, I, don't, I don't think 5 is enough Just put in 10 pounds Just go to 195 And then just fight as a 195 pound And you'll be fine I think you'll be fine So Those are the consequences That might happen If he loses He might just decide You know what I'm done with this division This guy beat me Let me leave him to this division Just go to another division Conquer it But then he might win again And just decide The same thing Because there's no one After, after this guy there's really no one. I mean, which is part of the reason why this guy Pereira has the fight now, because there's really no one to fight at this. So yeah, those are might be the consequences. And if Alex loses, then mm, you wonder now who 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 does he have to fight to get back to the championship standard or whatever you want to call it? Because right now he's the number four. Uh, middleweight so if he loses then I don't know I, ju- I think he'll just be that guy who has to fight someone like Costa and then after fighting Costa fight Wedeka for the either Costa Vittori or even Kanani as well and then the winner of that will fight um, Robert Wedeca because it seems like Wedeka doesn't want to fight Desanya yet I think they are be for the second one it's fine but yeah, I think after this you might have uh, uh and Pereira and Pereira better win that one because if he doesn't then he's not gonna smell a championship match for for quite some time. That's just how it works. So yeah. It's a very fascinating and intriguing fight. You know the 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 the, the weird thing about the UFC, just generally MMA in general, but more particularly the UFC is that um, People can be expecting A bloodbath They can be expecting a really Balanced fight And it was just like everyone would be like Okay I'm tuned in for this one I have to watch it It's gonna be a show It's gonna be a spectacle And then you go there And then Izzy just put on a show And just like demolishes Pereira Just demolishes Pereira Maybe 6-7 minutes Done and we'll go home and like it's the same as the Mahashev and and Oliveira. It can be something like that, where we're expecting both of them to pitch on a day and just give us a show, and turns out one of them pitches and they're way better than the other one. That's that's why sometimes you're like, okay, is it really worth getting excited over these matches? You know? But I'll tell you what a match that's exci- that you can get excited uh, about. Dustin Poirier, Michael Chandler. Ooh, mm. I see this going so many different ways. I mean, I know what people are expecting, but I've been listening to Chandler very um, attentively. Um, I, I mean, you—you'd like, you can say I've been hanging on his every word. I'm okay with that because I have. Um, I've been hanging on his every word, particularly him making it clear. In a way, that he has championship ambitions. And everyone has championship ambitions. Obviously, that's why everyone fights. But it's different. It's different. Islam Mahashev has championship ambitions. Justin Gage has championship ambitions. But the way they approach or want to reach those ambitions are, are two different ways. Gechi will do it while being true to himself and his chaotic nature. Mahashev doesn't do that. Mahashev is as disciplined and technical as they come. And most of the time, those are people that get to championship uh, level. So I think Michael Chandler right now, he knows himself. And he's been bragging the whole fight week about how Anyone knows that that guy can put on a show, so that's not a problem for him putting on a show. But then again, does he want to be that guy that's known for putting on a show, or a guy that's fighting for the championship or has the championship? Because maybe this might just be talk because Israel is now the um, Islam is now the champ, but he truly totally believes that he can wrestle with Mahashev So for him to wrestle with Mahashev, he has to beat Poirier. And judging by his body language and all that, I think he doesn't want to put on fight of the night or fight of the year. I don't think he wants to do that. I don't think he wants to stand in a pocket like he did with Keiichi and just throw it down. Just throw the sink at him. I don't think he wants to do that. I think he wants to go out there, execute a game plan, the safest possible game plan, and win. I think he wants to win. He just wants the dub. The dub automatically makes him second in line to fight for the championship. I don't think Charles Oliveira is going to be in the in the in the picture um, anytime soon. I saw Errol Hawani posting that he might be fighting Conor McGregor in June, so that's that. So I I I think right now after the Volkanovski and Mahashev fight, whoever wins Poria and Chandler will fight Mahashev and I think Chandler really wants that. I I I'm not I'm not saying he wants it more than Poria, but I'm judging based on what they have said. Obviously, Poria just wants to win and get to the top. That's always been Poria. We know that, but Chandler hasn't really shown us that he wants to get to the top like he fights to get to the top but like it has to do with fight style it has to do with approach to the fights um what do you value as a as a fighter and both in what you show us in the cage and what you say and Chandler has always been the people's fighter he wants to fight for the people he wants to provide a show all the time and win of course but now He's keeping all of us. Obviously, he he didn't really say that he doesn't want to stand in the pocket with uh, Puriya and throw the sink at him while Puriya throws it back and whatnot. He didn't say that because I think it, it's, it's actually smart that he didn't say that. I mean, obviously, he's not stupid. So anyone who's stupid would say, no, I'm not going to stand in the pocket and be my usual entertaining self. I'm just going to. Come try to take him down Wrestle with him Just make the fight long for him Make it miserable for him And just beat him down In the one of the most Un Entertaining ways possible But I think that's what he might try to do I think that's what he might try to do And considering his body frame And Purir's body frame I don't know how that's gonna work Because seems like a really dense guy Um I don't know how that's gonna work, but I th- I think maybe Chandler's athleticism will come in handy for him to just go out there and just put on a show, a wrestling display, and maybe okay, I'm a I'm a conspiracy theorist, so I'll say this. Um, I watched one of those embedded episodes on YouTube by the UFC, and I saw Chandler in one of them. Like he put on this wrestling singlet And obviously made fun of it Like I just want to put this on Whatever I think it's pretty cool This outfit But for me I'm like Hmm Hmm Might he be planting clues and ideas Of what he's going to do By putting in a wrestling singlet Hmm I don't know We'll see But it's nice to speculate Because it's free Um but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. And the last point in this match is that it really might be the last of at championship or number one contender match for either of these guys. Puri has been an interim champion, has fought in the championship fights, has um, beaten McGregor, um, lost to Oliveira, uh, had a showdown with Gaichi, so and Chandler as well. I mean, like they' you just put him in the heat of things, lost to he lost to Gaichi and Oliveira, um, and then had that win over Ferguson. So, um, generally these two guys have just been close to the top or at the top, and both of them have fought for the title and. Yeah, some people just think it's unwarranted, but the lack of competition in the division kind of makes it difficult not to put them in such matches. But then again, that's a lie when you have a guy like uh, Benil darush and Darouche has just been biding his time in. He's not obsessed with the title I mean, he has ambition, but he kind of understands why he's not in the picture and all of that. Him not being able to sell and whatnot, but I think the real prevail, Talent prevails at all time, and one of these two guys, Chandler and Pere, after this match, they won't be in 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 the same position they are right now in the in the division as far as fighting for number one contender, fighting for the championship, all of that. One of them won't be, maybe. The loser gets to fight Darush, and then Darush now gets to ascend to the upper echelons of the division. Because right now, as far as I'm concerned, he's the only guy that seems like um, better than these two. I I I generally believe he's better than Puri and Chandler at this moment. I generally believe that. But then I also understand why these two are having the spout, and Darush is not in it. You know, so yeah, we'll see. I think Darush is on like a nine. Win streak, nine fight win streak. So, something has to give. Something has to give. And yeah, the, the 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 consequences of 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 this fight are very very immense for either of for for both of them. Um, and it it just might be the last crack at the title for. For 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 one of them. Carla Espada and Zhang Wei I'll say two points. One, wrestling versus power slash athleticism. Carla Espaza, we know what she's going to do. Zhang Weili, we know what she's going to do. She's going to push the pace immense. And she's got power. And she's got that takedown ability. I mean, because of her power, not because of her superior, superior wrestling. No, no. Because she's so powerful, she can just take you and lift you up, put you down. Smash, smash you, smash you. She has that power to keep you um in a very awkward position in the clinch. She just has power. She's just powerful. Even the punches are powerful as well. And she has that athleticism to just keep pushing the pace relentlessly, relentlessly. And I mean, we 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 know how powerful she is on the, on a, like on a, uh, in a stand up game. And she's very wary of her deficiencies in grappling, wrestling, and all that. And a spaza man. A spaza is just gonna wrestle and just grind you out. She's just gonna put you in a very uncomfortable position, and just beat you up. Just keep punching and punching and punching. That's just what she does. Nothing special. She's just gonna try to grab you, um, put you down, make you uncomfortable for a long periods of time. Um I think obviously the betting favorite is Wadley really by a stretch because um, it's really unfathomable how. it's really hard to fathom how a spouse is going to keep Weili down. It's just uh, it doesn't make sense. Um, I think with Rose, you knew Rose. Rose has power in her hands, and but then her body, you cannot take her body very quickly and fairly easily. You know so. Um, I mean all of this is just me discrediting Esparza's win I guess but yeah it's just very hard to see how Esparza will win this contest and yeah I don't know man I don't know um yeah I just think Waley will win I don't see how it's like uh, Juliana Peña and um Amanda Nunes too you knew what was going to happen you knew what was going to happen of course uh Peña put on a fight of her life And was a warrior in that match But generally we knew what was going to happen And a big factor to this um, Fight is, is this one Length The longer the match progresses The more chance spaza has of winning It's just as simple as that If spaza can get to Fourth, fifth round con- Like maybe Considering that she hasn't taken much damage, um, or maybe she's not bleeding or something that like an injury that just makes it difficult to fight, her chances of retaining the that that championship the championship is the the they they significantly increase because of a grinding uh, nature. I think she'll just just grind out those later rounds, just grind them out, grind them out, grind them out. And yeah, that's how I see it. So. I'm just going to close this off with predictions. Um, Adesanya Pereira. I'm going to pick Adesanya. Spaza Weili. Chandler Pereira. I'm picking Pereira, man. I'm picking Pereira. I know I spoke a lot about Chandler, but I'm just picking Pereira. Yeah, Pereira. Pereira will win. Yeah. Anyways... This has been a very fun episode and it's been really nice. I hope all of you enjoyed. And I'm saying enjoyed because I'm assuming you'll see this um, episode way after UFC 281. But yeah, I'm out. Cheers.